0: Welcome to InsureTech Insider Interviews. I'm Sarah Kachansky, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Louise Smith, Chief Digital Officer at Lloyds of London. Today, we're going to hear from Louise directly what it was like when Lloyds' famous trading rooms closed over lockdown and what digital initiatives they put in place in order to keep their business running. Uh, Louise, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you, Sarah?
0: I'm good. It looks lovely and sunny where you are, which is uh, rather different to where I am.
1: It's unusual for Edinburgh. It's oh, you Edinburgh? So, oh, I'm lovely. Edinburgh. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, you're 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 where the sensible people are.
1: <laughs> well, I was in the Highlands actually on Monday and Tuesday, and we went from sun to uh, typical Scottish weather within about uh, 24 hours. So, yeah, lovely today.
0: I love I love the Highlands. I, I kind of wish I'd gone there before lockdown and was still there to be honest with you. But uh, uh, there we go. Um, Right, well, to start us off properly, can you give our listeners a brief introduction to yourself, other than where you are at the moment, (laughs) and what your role at Lloyds actually entails?
1: Yeah, no worries at all. So, um, my career's always been in retail banks, actually. So, um, I've done long stints with Barclays and also RBS, uh, NatWest, actually. So, uh, never in insurance and never in a market. So, uh, I joined Lloyds uh, in February um as their first uh well they always say their first chief digital officer i'm not sure i i keep saying i think it's the first digital anything so um uh but i think into which is a real privilege actually i feel incredibly privileged to be doing this role um and i joined as i said about four to six weeks before we all went into lockdown um and uh, my role there is very much around how do we deliver on the promise that we made in the blueprint, which is to deliver the world's most advanced insurance digital marketplace, which sounds good. <laughs> <And easy. laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Why haven't you done that yet?
1: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What have you been doing? <laughs> You're about the third person to have said that this week. <laughs> sorry.
0: Sorry. Old oh, joke, tired joke. Um, can you just, for, for the listeners who don't know uh, Lloyds of London um, so well, uh, what what kind of is it in a nutshell and what is the blueprint that you mentioned there?
1: Yeah, sure. So firstly, I have to spend the first 10 minutes explaining to people, no, it's not Lloyds Banking Group, um, as you <laughs> yes. can imagine. Uh, the amount of people, when I uh, said I was going to Lloyds, they all went, oh, great, I used to work there. Um, but no, um, so Lloyds of London is the insurance marketplace for specialist and complex type risk. It is an incredible brand. So if you look in these super brands, Lloyd's is there and its heritage is quite incredible. I think we've also been pretty public recently as well. There's parts of our history that we're not proud of, but in terms of the role that Lloyd's plays in insurance in the London market is pretty fundamental. And we are in Lime Street We've been there for a while in the very iconic building where everything's on the outside, so you'll know what that is. And I think everybody has seen pictures of the underwriting rooms with the escalators and the bells, so yeah, all of that there. And the blueprint is, it's a good question, Sarah, because I think one of the things that really struck me and why I went to Lloyd's, it's rare that an organisation is so public about its transformation and what Lloyds have done, which I think is is brave actually, is publish its strategy, but also the what it's going to deliver in quite a detailed way um, over the last sort of year now. I think the blueprint came out about a year ago. Um, and we're still early days on that journey. Um, but the blueprint is very much the strategy to drive the digital transformation which is also called The Future at Lloyds. Uh, And it addresses everything from what we're actually going to physically execute, but the culture, the behaviours and the environment in which Lloyds wants to operate when it delivers it. So it covers everything, not just the widgets. And I think that's important. One of the reasons why I actually decided to take the role, because that commitment and that focus behind it was pretty huge. And it's rare I have the sun in my face when I'm ever doing this in Edinburgh. So, this is quite amazing, and I don't want to get rid of it. So, apologies. No, no,
0: that's fine. If you're, if you're enjoying basking,
1: absolutely I fine you. by me. I just um, need
0: SPFM now. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you get in it's Edinburgh. A
1: the
0: joy of the sunshine. I um, so it sounds like the blueprint is relatively new, which suggests to me that Lloyds hadn't got very far, perhaps, should we say, on its digital journey. So if we go back to sort of the, I don't know, you're the third week on the job when those that you had, when those those uh, trading rooms were, were shut. What was that like for Lloyds? Was it kind of, oh, it's fine, we'll just turn the switch and everybody go home? Did everything shut down for a while? Like, what did it actually mean kind of in a practical sense?
1: Yeah, and, and everybody asks me that because I think every, and you've done some incredible stuff around the insurance places as well, Sarah particularly now because I think you know I've been quite impressed with some of the the kind of research and thinking you guys have been doing around I think everybody talks about this intervention however horrific it is and it is and you wouldn't wish that from anybody or anything but actually I think this is probably going to be the biggest disruption insurance asset management has ever had Obviously, 10 years ago, it was the rise of the retail challenges, but I think this one is. So everybody kind of asks, and I remember at the time, oh, God, no, you're not going to be able to operate remote. And actually, it was almost a bit of a joke. Oh, God, I bet you can't operate remote. We coped really well, actually, and we pivoted to remote working quickly. And We obviously had to, sadly and unfortunately, close the underwriting rooms, and we mobilise quickly around our digital placing platforms and our partners who support that. And um, so the likes of PPL. So and we've seen a constant increase in that space as the market moved to operate in that way. What we also did within the very first early stage is we actually got a lot of the team talking to the market about what was hurting them as they quickly moved to remote. And you were talking everything from just help me understand how I can use tools that I have. How can I use Zoom to document, collaborate, to connect? How can I get still access to my network? What can I do with what I've got to help me operate as I would have done walking into those rooms? And it took us a couple of weeks to identify some of those very, very quick pain points and then get even out some... We did everything from getting out some interactive guides to doing some quick demonstration sessions just to help people use what they've got and also try and connect more broadly because it is a relationship business. Uh, It is all about connecting, collaborating, meeting, talking. These are huge deals all been done largely face to face in the past and what we didn't want to do was remove that what we're really focused on and I think this is important and again it's something that you guys are very passionate about is how do you use data and digital plus the great things about physical environments to drive a new business model not one that replicates or replaces the other so what we've been really really focused on is getting the market behind what are the things that we need to do to help them and change. And we found we could do some things quickly, as I said, and some had a longer tail. But those first few weeks were all about how do we get the market operating and that confidence back that we could actually operate uh, effectively. And we did that really quickly. In fact, I think people were surprised. We we talked about that yesterday within our um, investor communications and our update So I was really pleased about that and we haven't had any issues. And then from there, we started to introduce new tooling, new capabilities, and we started to add and we've moved pretty quickly.
0: So I imagine that... Easy bit. For a lot of people actually the easy bit has been the people in the sense that people are quite resilient, they adapt. And if they have to do it via Zoom or over the phone, you know, it's not great, but they can make that work. But um what some of the the, the sort of we've actually seen some practical, actually physical problems. So we've heard stories about, you know, insurance claims, checks having to be signed and there being nobody in the office to actually sign the check or put it in the post to send it out to you know and that's that's not something that lloyds deals with but it's just it's an example of a physical practical process that just couldn't be done any other way and took longer to work around than kind of you know how do we speak to our clients customers reassure them etc were there any did, did, did lloyds of london have any of that because i forgive me but the, it does have a reputation
1: I know it does. As, you know yeah, as, sure. as having
0: some 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 still i suppose you could almost say archaic uh ways of doing things yeah, sure. um nigel makes jokes about rubber stamps hung around people's necks and things um I don't know how much of that is Nigel joking and how much of that is actually yes we did actually have problems doing certain things because they are still manual or physical or require somebody to sign something or stamp something
1: sure uh, good old Nigel eh <laughs> uh, but I think in terms of there's no rubber stamps um, is it heavily paper-based yes it is is it um does it have legacy processes yes it does and I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. Of course it does. And, you know, if you'd have, if we'd have all been sat here having this conversation in February saying that the underwriting room is going to close and that we're still going to operate as a market, everybody would have looked at us crazy town. But the thing is, is that, you know, as you say, people adapt quickly when there's no other option to adapt. However, um, what the challenges were, I think, And it was driven by research. So we asked what the issues were. We also check and tested again every couple of weeks because as people got used to remote working, the emphasis of the issues changed. um, And also people adapted some level of working and then they needed help in other areas. And I'll come back to one of our first digital product launches, which we did um, last week when we reopened the room. Uh, But I think in terms of... Yes, we need to, and again, this is all in our strategy, the blueprint, we need to fundamentally digitise our end-to-end user journeys for placing risk and claims. However, the other area that we pivoted to very quickly because of the nature of our business was how did we complete claims quickly for people that needed the money, particularly around business interruption. But not just that, because the other thing that Lloyd's, does and I think you know this is what people forget is we're also supporting um the you know the trials for vaccines how do we get solve the problem that we're in so Lloyd's in terms of being at the heart of you know what I think are new risks cyber climate pandemics and I think you're starting to see Lloyd's also go well how can it not just help people recover within the existing situation. And we delivered a lot of quick wins on claims to help the points that you talked about. We pivoted to that almost day one is how do we get money back to the people that need that? And then the second thing that we did was and how do we support the way out of this? Um, But yes, there's a lot to do on digitising those processes.
0: Yes, I just, I can't even begin to think about how you ensure a programme that wants to inject people with a vaccine in the middle of a pandemic and then maybe ask them to voluntarily expose themselves. I just, I, I don't want, I choose not to think about it. That's why you guys do your job. Um, so let's um, let's go back to the point you mentioned there, because the trading rooms are open again as of this month. Um, yeah, last week, 1st of last, September. Last week, wow. Okay, so Maybe, maybe this is a bit premature, but you, know, you mentioned there that something has changed. Um, so what, what kind of things are different now? I mean, other than presumably you can't have that many people in that smaller space. No,
1: so let's <laughs> yeah. say COVID secure is <laughs> a given. But we proudly rang the bell this week in a good way. Uh, I think people know why we ring that bell. And this week we rang it in a good way. Um, and it was pretty... It's Lloyd's, and I, I probably should say this, Sarah, Lloyd's is one of those brands that gets you quickly um and you feel this amount of loyalty and passion towards it faster than you've ever realized anything else um because I'll be honest when the headhunter phoned me about the role my first reaction was what are you having a laugh so <laughs> me in Lloyd's I think my first week I was in green corduroy walking through the underwriting room and it was like pin drop silence <laughs> so um it was uh but yes um we proudly opened the underwriting rooms um and it is COVID secure, so capacity is reduced at the moment. So we're we're trialing on a class of business per like on different days. We'll re, we'll constantly review this stuff to see what works. Um, but what we also did through the actual remote working or lockdown period, we spent because we were constantly engaging with the market, doing the researches, working with the market to identify what did we need to do not only to help them immediately but also longer term. So we also launched last week the virtual room, um, which we delivered in six weeks, which nobody can believe. I think that's pretty good for any organization, actually. Thanks. So, yeah, um, yeah, we built that in six weeks uh, and we are live with our first cohort. Our first class of business is U.S. Property. Um, and what that enables people to do is take what Lloyd's is brilliant at, which is connect, collaborate, meet, and also try and build those networks beyond the immediate. And particularly if you're a new broker or um, a new underwriter, trying to build your network in a relationship business in remote land is pretty tough. Um, so it was about how do we how do we support the established market, but also how do we connect in? Um, those new brokers and underwriters into that environment. It's still early days, um, but we've got, had over about a thousand active visits and users already, which is fantastic in the first week. Um, obviously, we'll have to see how the data plays out, but it's a place where people can connect. They can say what they're available to talk about. They can say when they're available to have a conversation about it, and also get some support around how can they collaborate within Remote Land. The other thing we did was made some changes in the, in the physical room. So we've put in a connect bar where people can get digital self-serve help, where they can actually sign up to be part of the research and cohort tests. And we've also put in some digital enabled spaces. They're called broker booths. Okay. Um, that might not be the right thing to call them, actually, but <laughs> we'll find that out through the test. You'll work that um, out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're about digitally enabled spaces where people can connect virtually from inside the room or they can actually create that more collaborative type of space. They're very much test and learn, but we wanted to get them out there in response to the research and testing and go, well, okay, what types of format work? So all of that's in. Uh, And the other thing we did, and I know when people say this, you kind of go, well, that's just obvious you did that. But no, we actually replaced the entire Wi-Fi in the underwriting rooms as well during that period. So um, that also improves connectivity, but also it it helps people commit because they're open spaces. I don't know whether you've ever been in the underwriting room.
0: I haven't no, but uh I have in my head it's like a big exhibition hall or not an exhibition hall, like a museum. That's not Well <laughs> no, but kind of like in my head there's wood panelling, which is silly there because I was
1: oh, oh, there is wood panelling, oh. you are correct. So I'll invite Sarah, you and Nigel, into the underwriting rooms and then we can do that. That would be amazing. Uh, Because it is quite an incredible place. But I think for us what we wanted to do, don't forget Lloyd's was a coffee shop and it was about connecting people, but it also had the best marine data and it was manual. What we want to do is use digital and data plus the fantastic things about the underwriting room and create something more powerful. We're working that through We're early days. And what we're also doing as part of that is really understanding what the processes are like for users of the market to place risk and also make a claim. And how do we now, as part of our digital transformation, which was always intended, drive that out on a rapid, iterative basis?
0: Do you think, I mean, it sounds like you've moved incredibly quickly. There's a a huge list of things that you've done. Do you think that you would have moved as quickly had there not been the circumstances of the last few months? Um, And if not, is it possible, therefore, that this could be seen as almost... it's a little bit of light in the darkness. There's a little bit of positivity that you can take. And um, perhaps, I don't know, maybe it's made your job easier coming in as you know the first digital officer to get things off the, the ground and get them running because people are you know more behind it if it's necessary. Um, but I guess, yeah, that's my point. Is do, do, has this moved faster?
1: It's a very good and fair question. And, you know, in the spirit of honesty and transparency, um, it's accelerated what we intended or wanted to do of course Um, and I think that as I said the intervention's horrific nobody would want that but has it put conversations on the table that may not have been there or harder to table has it accelerated some of the work that we wanted to do yeah and what I'm seeing is so all of those things were there um but I think it it forced them quickly uh, to how do we move? I think it's also given us confidence as a team as well. Uh, as I said, you know, a product build within six weeks is pretty good in any organisation, however digitally mature you are. And we've done that, and I think it it proved to the market and ourselves, grounded in research, driven by the market, and you know, we were still adding features quite late within that six weeks because of to help so things like instant chat um well i don't think
0: monzo does things any you know i'm just picking monzo at random Um, (laughs) but i don't think i don't think they do in six weeks from start to finish without adding things in and taking bits out as they go do you know what i mean just as that kind of iterative process that kind of constant tinkering and as you go along as you learn something new and change it um i think you know I I, you know it's a fair question but if it has accelerated it for you then I think that's only to the good because from where I'm sitting I've seen a lot of large organizations go oh my goodness no throw their hands up and go now what do we do and rather than going right we can focus on this initiative we've got how do we speed that up where do we go next there's really two schools of thought um and I feel like from what you're saying it sounds like Lloyds of London has gone right we've got to do this this is how we do it let's just get it done
1: yeah, and I've got all the opposite problems in my career, and I should say that, is that, you know, we are pushing, you know, we have great sponsorship in Jen Rigby um, and John and the Tech and Transformation Council, granted in research, and I know you'd appreciate that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we stood up research uh, in this, you know, really driven around what are the challenges what are those pain point, how do you test, iterate and move? Um, And the support we've had for that is huge. Um, And I think that's helped us drive quickly, but it's also addressed the right areas. Um, I think now as we look forward, um, we've got a big launch at the end of this year, um, which is the next stage of the Blueprint. And it's essentially the practical application of Blueprint 1, which is what we always planned. Um, So we'll be launching sort of around November time, um, exactly what we're going to be doing over 21 and 22, um, so over the next two years, and what will change in Lloyd's through that two-year period um, using digital data, using the great physical environments that we have and creating something, as I said, far more powerful. And that's the really exciting bit is, you know, we've also... Learned a lot during this period, which gives us the opportunity to also feed into that, but very much from the users of the market.
0: Yeah, I mean the point about research. You know, I spend my entire life going circling things and going evidence. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah. So it's it. I, I you know, if people said they've done the research. I'm like, oh hallelujah! I mean, it takes a job away from me, which I probably shouldn't want people to do. Um, but I but at least uh, somebody's doing something with a little bit of of, of direction behind them. Um, so with all that in mind, you know, this this is, it sounds very exciting. You've got things on the ground. You've sort of changed the way you're doing things. Um, is is the trading floor? I mean, you sort of hinted at it there, but is it going to be what it was or is it going to be something different or is it going to go away completely? Um, Because I just want to, you know, I mean, as I said, it's got reputation for being this very bustling place where everybody meets. Obviously, whether it goes back to whether it was or not part depends on circumstances. But um, I guess my question is, what what happens to that trading floor next? Um, And what, I suppose, what goes along with that culturally? Um, Because... I'm not necessarily alluding to some of the stuff that is specific to Lloyds of London, but even we've talked about it before. Culturally, when you start working remotely, when you start being more flexible, you become open to a much wider range of people. You know, The classic example is the working mums can finally be in the room. Um, they can finally do the school run and be in the room. So culturally, you can you can change that way in terms of diversity. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> um, so just I guess the question is, will the trading floor change? If it will change, how and, and what? What will that mean for the culture?
1: Two great (laughs) questions, I think. So firstly, we've always said that we would look at what is the future role of the room, not just now. We've had that as something, again, you can see it as part of our strategy that we launched about a year ago in Blueprint 1, and I think for me that is still something that we will do, Um, and we've said we'll do that. We're going to look at that towards the end of this year, early quarter one, Um, and how do you use... Uh, as I said, some of the learning that we've had through this period to inform what we do next. Um, I still think there's a role for the room, um, but I think it's, it's something that we need to work with the market around what will that look like? Um, and how do we create and still harness that connect, collaborate, and meet and be, you know, the as, energy? As, yeah, and as I said, you're in the coffee shop, they had the best marine data and it was all manually driven and on chalkboard.
0: It's because they were yelling at each other and knocking coffee <laughs> over, exactly. and I don't think it was exactly. only coffee they were drinking. No, no, that's a different story. <laughs> but I think, in terms of. Oh, I mean, I, I'm talking 17th century here. I'm talking.
1: Oh 17th no, don't worry. <laughs> and I think it's how do we then take news, intel, trends, market insight on a forward view to bring that into the room? And if you look at Lloyd's is uniquely placed to be able to help us with some of those biggest challenges we have today. And we've mentioned the three big ones, cyber, climate and pandemics. And I think Lloyd's is uniquely placed to help with those. And we need it to. But it's how do we take all of that great stuff in the room plus what we know today and what we want to do on a forward-looking basis, and so okay, like, let's bring all of that together into something far more powerful or a new business model. And we will start to look at that and towards the end of this year, early next, in terms of the future of the room. Personally, I think it still has a massive role, um, particularly within that social interaction, which you can't get away from. And let's face it, we're all missing elements of that. It's amazing when you see people in 3D these days. Um, but I think, and, and don't forget, I've spent most of my career at Lloyd so far in remote land. So, you know, it's, and in terms of the behaviors and the culture that we want to create, it is, I mean, John Neal's been really public on this, is around that real depth and cognitive diversity, that real inclusiveness. We're actually really, I, I mean, Sarah, I will say this, and it's, I'm new to Lloyd, I've never seen so much passion and drive behind changing that um, and getting the right and best people, irrespective of where you are. Um, And for me, I think this has helped us get hold of those people, irrespective of where they're located, which we've needed to do because everything was centred around Lime Street. I think this opportunity to get hold of that new talent um, is actually a really good one. But I mean, even yesterday, John was talking about this as part of um, our, our mid-year update and I think it's important that we stay behind that and he's totally focused on it um, which, is, which is it's not just words it's real action mm-hmm. as I say so that, that for me is, uh, is really quite powerful.
0: It's, I mean, it's just sound business, isn't it, to open yeah, your course. talent pool up to a wider range of people, whether, whether that. we We're still talking
1: about it, though, aren't we? Everyone. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: yes, I did a story on the new show yesterday, which uh, we're recording this just after I run a new show, um, uh, which was about how uh, female-run hedge funds just outperformed men's or uh, male hedge funds exponentially and I and I sort of said it and the the men on the podcast went why is this still a story and I was like because we're still talking about it yeah
1: I agree with you but we need um, to keep talking about it so, absolutely yeah, great.
0: well for what it's worth it sounds like everybody's hearts are in the right place and it sounds like you've got some really practical steps you know towards making those you know into practical actions as well as just good intentions so um it's really exciting sounding
1: I'm sure we're going to learn a lot as well. So <laughs> but we said we'll do it in the public way as well. So that, uh, and that's the key thing is research, test, iterate, learn and move. And that's really our focus at the moment. And you guys have been really supportive as well of what we're doing. So, and I really appreciate that.
0: Well, thank you very much. Um, I guess thank we'll have you. you back in six weeks to find out what you've launched in the next six right. weeks. Yeah? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Um Great. We'll- Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Where can people find out more about you and what you're working with? Perhaps, um, you know, some of that stuff you mentioned that's public, where can people find that if they want to go? It's all on
1: LinkedIn and Twitter. As I said, we are very public about um, what we're doing. We've also got a research site that we're standing up and mobilising. So you can also get involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, we're designing, learning in the open. So it's all there um, on our website. So uh, please connect in. As I said, we're also on Twitter and LinkedIn. So, so is
0: a website just lloyds of london yep perfect um and do you want to give listeners a way to get in touch with you twitter or linkedin or email yeah, please no? i'd
1: love that please yep. as most people know and also if you've got ideas uh we're always we're always open to connecting we're also happy and really excited to work up with some of the startup community which we've been doing um so um we're looking at how do we use that sort of um to accelerate our strategy as well so um, we've done a number of tests over the last um couple of months as well around how we use and leverage those labs and cohorts so really keen any thoughts connecting how, how do happen. people
0: would they, would you like to give an email address I'm on, yeah, well
1: email's dead easy it's louise.smith at lloyds.com so it's not difficult uh, and also i'm on twitter and linkedin but please do reach out that would be fantastic
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. It's been really great to have you on the show.
1: Thanks, Sarah.